This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So... The only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on whatever podcast player you're listening to. And for more information, you can go to www.scarfbagarawar.co.uk. You're listening to the Scarf Pagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Oh, great flick up by Alan Armstrong. Oh, what a beauty! Oh, what a beauty! I'm wasting all my life for that! What a screamer! Hello all and welcome, oh, <clears throat> I'm gone, oh my throat went horrible then, <coughs> oh, that's a good one for the outtakes isn't it, Merry Christmas everyone. Hello all and welcome to the Scarf Begara War, the podcast for county fans by county fans. Refreshingly this episode is a Harry and Meghan free zone. Fair play to them, though. They've annoyed all the right people. I'm Nick Lee, and I'm very relieved with last night's performance, if only because it makes for a more enjoyable podcast, both for us and for the listener, singular. Joining me tonight to cover the last week at Edgeley Park, it's Dave Long and Peter Wilson. How are we, fellas? Not bad, mate. Not bad. I'm good, man. Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right. Before we get onto the admin, I thought I'd try something a bit new. We're always getting people writing in and that, saying, oh, your you blog shit. Oh, have you had your Chesterfield refund? That sort of thing. But the one one thing we get the most is that we don't do enough observations like Peter Kay or another comedian you could name who doesn't steal other comedians' jokes. So I thought we'll try a bit. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little uh, anecdote that talks to you about my life and what we can do at the end of it. You can either laugh uproariously and like carry me around the streets at shoulder height or alternatively, we can just pretend it didn't happen and move on to the admin. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So, I don't, I don't know if, you, if either of you are familiar with uh, Reverend Richard Coles, the celebrity vicar off the, off the telly box. No. Um, there's a thing on... Well, you're too young, Peter. Um, there's a thing on Channel 4 at the moment for Stand Up To Cancer that was... Um, stand-up comedians tutoring celebrities to do a stand-up set and what one of them was uh, David Baddiel is training Reverend Richard Coles so I sat there watching it with the other half 
and Richard Cole's mentioned that he used to play keyboards in the communards. And this is says, oh, I didn't know he used to be in the communards. I thought, well, he's Reverend Richard Coles, you know, the vic- the vicar who used to be in the communards. That's one of his main selling points. Only about five, five minutes on, he mentions about being gay and how his partner died and everything. And the girlfriend says, oh, I didn't know he was gay. So, oh, my word. You talk, this is the gay celebrity vicar who used to be in the communards. <laughs> you, you didn't know he was in the communards. Oh, and didn't know he was gay. What, what, what kind of a world have you been living in? That was well worth the two minutes that we spent on it. <laughs> just a, a little insight into my life there. I was about to say, where, where was this going? <laughs> this is this is the same the same woman who asked me what the tall one was called in Mister Men. So, fucking hell! <laughs> uh, what a life! What a life! Right on to the admin. Then, um, first of all, I'm. Myself and Dave Espley recorded a podcast with friend of the podcast, Ben Walker, last week. Um, it's basically all the stuff about 96, 97 that doesn't normally get mentioned. And there's still loads of stuff we miss, so that was, that's probably something we'll come back to. I should, I should probably have released that. It, we've not so much released that podcast as Let It Escape, but as soon as we finish recording it, I will upload that for people to listen to uh, there's a new blog up isn't there dave certainly is mate certainly is um the one year of us uh, the last game we were at edgeley park we uh, passed on sunday as i'm sure you're aware because you've all read it uh, yeah. i released an article um about that about looking at the last 12 months how that's affected us as fans and the club and players and it's been pretty well received so far it's been um quite a lot of uh, interest in that some great photos in there as well which we got permission from the photographer who took them um, of the Barnet game they were featured in When Saturday Comes sort of like this this time last year mm. um, in a sort of quite, quite a big feature that they have in there and um, some really really good photos in there so uh, many thanks um, for Paul for letting us use them and um, you know feel free to check that out. The link to the gallery is on the article. Yeah, if, if you like opinions on a page, it's right up your street. Mm-hmm. I, I still can't believe it's been a year. Oh, I know it's, it's been horrible, horrible, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was writing that, it was it was just like I never thought it'd be this long. Because, like, you know, when it all lockdown first happened and the season was suspended and everything and there was rumours that it was going to be like August before we were back in or October. And the longer it goes on, it was like January. It was like, no, it won't be January. Imagine that, January. That's just, yeah. that's just ridiculous. Yeah. And here we are. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's quite quite a cathartic experience, as I said uh, on, my, on my tweet the other day. And it's uh, it's been been really really good to write about something like that and um, that, that has affected everybody um probably in um, slightly different ways as well so yeah do do check that out uh been much appreciated i i um when it when it was the the, the, the year mark the other day i um I, lo- I looked on my phone to see if i had a picture from that day and realized i'd not taken a photo at the game that day so i didn't have anything to to put up on my instagram so you don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just thankful that Edgeley Park hasn't been uh, paved for a parking lot. There's <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 one for the older listeners there. <laughs> yeah. So 
That 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 was some good hot fresh admin. I thought I've I've got admin dripping off my face right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, I wipe it off. Let's play the goggle box jingle. And when you're a massive narcissist and a bit pompous like me, then um, you know, <laughs> also helps as well. I'm fully on board. I'm a I'm a brand bitch now. I mean, you know, like people are trying to outpop each other. It smelled like egg and tasted like cider. I've even shouted at ball boys. That's the type of mad arsery that I can't get behind. I've learnt that Dave wasn't part of the move to, to get us away from Edgeley Park. We couldn't afford an engraved carriage clock for you, so here's that that bird yeah. from the Cheadle full of bird yeah. shit. In a week where we lost Big Kev baiting, chuckling sidekick Ian St. John. And no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yes, Vicar of Dibley, lunatic tramp playing Trevor Peacock. We watched a lot of Great County on the telly. Right, so we'll start chronologically is probably the best way to start which was saturday's trip to weymouth talk to me dave yeah it's great wasn't it oh <laughs> but what what a, what a day what a day for everyone yeah um i mean even though we conceded the other goal through some pretty piss poor defending which is not something we've done recently obviously because we've been really really good at the back we still had 88 minutes to score a goal so i was mm. like it's not a problem we'll be fine you know, we'll be the better side, we'll win this, we'll still win it. And we just set into that very familiar pattern, didn't we, of loads of pace of possession. And to be fair, the, the football at times is quite good. I'm certainly not saying that we're, you know, we're just completely shy and we're not getting turned over every week. Some of the football is pretty good. We um, we threaten quite often. I think um, Walker and Newby uh, played quite well in the first half. It was just that we just couldn't create anything. Teams teams sit back. As I said before, we get crowded out and we find it very, very difficult. Um, but, you know, Rooney wasn't playing. We're still like, without Kitching. We're still, you know, without Jennings. Um, and it's those types of players that are going to create something. See, Kitching's last game for us was at Woking, wasn't it? And mm. he was absolutely on fire the first half. So, so, yeah, yeah, that was the first half. Anyway, second half was... It was better. It was. It was better. And we were, and we were unlucky. And I'm going to mention the you know, the, the word luck. Because, you know, three cleared off the line and we hit the post. So um, it, there is a certain element of, of bad luck about that. Um, but it doesn't get away from the fact that we failed to score and we failed to get at least a point. Obviously, I'm completely ignoring last night at the moment. But, you know, taking it from, from Saturday before we played uh, Solihull, it was just very, very familiar and it was very, very difficult to see where this was going to end. I, I completely agree with you there. Um, I wrote some notes before the game yesterday. I just For Weymouth, I just put one word and it was shit. But after, <laughs> after yesterday's performance, I've kind of looked back at the Weymouth game and to be fair, we should have scored. Um, it's been building up in these games which have we haven't scored and like we should have scored we've had a couple off off the line and and all sorts of stuff like that and to be fair this is no like you have to give credit to Weymouth because 
they you know they've done the double over us, and um, during that game they defended really well. Um, they played well. Um, they created some chances themselves. Obviously, we should have won. We dominated in terms of possession, um, but you know football's not a possession stat. It's it's goals, and um, yeah, we were lucky. Um, looking back now, we should have scored. And it's what it's what Russ said. Uh, Russ, sorry, um, said in his interview is that with, with these nil nil games or these games where we've struggled to score, we have looked like scoring with with. Obviously, it's frustrating at the time, um, at the game when you obviously you see we're not scoring at all, we're not creating enough chances. But it's looking back, we we are playing some good football, but it's just that clinical edge that we've kind of missed, um, and it happened at, at Weymouth again. So all credits to them; they uh, they defended well, they played well, they did double over us. Something I wasn't really sure I was going to say at the beginning of the season, but I said um, we moved on. Yeah. Yeah, the thing the thing we're weighing with and the games where we've not been as good like, like the last few games where we've not looked, not really not been scoring, it's where, where we've been playing four four two and that's that's where it seems to have come from. People saying we need to, this sudden clamour for us to sign a goal scorer. Where I think what we what we needed to do is switch back to a system that's going to bring the best out of Reed and Rooney, which is what we did on Tuesday night, Dave, to great effect. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was um, probably the most professional performance, well, first half I've seen in a long, long while. Um, We took advantage of the debatable red card. I think it was a red, personally. Oh, it was a red all day long. We we took advantage of it, and perhaps we haven't took advantage of situations in games to, to... to our advantage recently. Um, I'm, like I say, thoroughly professional. Um, they made it a little bit easier for us than they would probably have liked, um, particularly with the second goal uh, and to a certain extent the third one as well. But we showed a ruthlessness that had not been there and it was very, very pleasing to see. Um, we saw it against Woking. There's a lot of, um, lot of similarities with the game that it was all over in the first half and we were that good that they simply couldn't live with us. Um, so, yeah, really, really pleased. Really pleased with that uh, with that performance. And good to see a couple of different goal scorers as well. Um, change of formation, as you alluded to there, Nick, um, which I, I think has really, really helped us. Um, yeah. I think going back, going back to that, Reed playing out on the right, I wasn't too sure about that at the beginning. But, yeah, he, he played really well. I think Rusk mentioned that he wanted... Reed to do a little bit better in terms of uh, assists and creating chances, and he did that last night. Really, really good performance. Um, thought uh, Cardwell was good again, and uh, Rooney. Yeah, shows you how much we missed him. Maybe you know, look at the two games there and uh, exactly what we've uh, what we've created and the goals we scored. Yeah, hey, Pete, about you, mate. Yeah, pretty pretty much what Dave said again. Um, yeah. Coming into this game, I it was the game. When I first looked at it, uh, when the fixtures came out, uh, solid hollow our bogey team, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how we would have played if they didn't get their red card. Um, I thought it was a pretty even game for the first 20 minutes. Um, but as soon as they, they were down to 10 men, we were so clinical. That's something we've missed throughout the whole the whole season, really, um, especially under the Rusk. But the thing that impressed me the most was that, um, and Russ got it in his interview as well, um, we looked solid at the back. And, you know, that's seven clean sheets in the last 10 games, which obviously we're not scoring enough. 
in those games, but to not concede in seven of those games, that's fair play to Rusk for uh, sorting out the defence. So, um, yeah, we, we were clinical, and that's that's the most important thing. We played some really good football. Um, we didn't let the, them going down to 10 men disgruntle, uh, disgruntle us at all. So, yeah, that's all I can say about that, really. Yeah, it's very pleasing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's good to see things finally coming together because it's we've we've not looked miles away in recent weeks as as much as we've we've not looked as good as we know we can. We've not looked that far off, so it's it's great to just see it all culminate, all all come together. And yeah, it's pretty, like Maynard came back into the team after a few weeks out and was and was spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he did play well. Yeah. I was about to say they've they've got a really good squad as well. You know they have got Stephen yeah. Gleeson. We know we know the history with with Gleeson. You know I forgot they had Rooney as well up, up top. Yeah. So got Rooney, Jimmy Ball as well. Yeah, awesome, awesome, really good players for this level. So to go to go there, and not concede and score five. It's credits where it's due. You know. Yeah, I think I think Russ, Russ mentioned it in the group chat actually last night. Said you you've seen it a million times before where. Our opponents have gone down to ten early on, and they've just dug in, and we've ended up coming away with a nil-nil. Mm. And all, all, all credit to to, to the cl- their club as well, Solihull. Um, the pitch looked amazing, and it, that might have helped us. Yeah, our slick passing game that we play. But um, <laughs> yeah, and obviously, and just a quick mention as well. Fair play to their stream as well. I'm not sure if um, any of you chaps saw it, but for seven quid, it was probably one of the best streams we've had this season. So. Always got to mention yeah. that. So, yeah, it was the extremes of streams. I yeah. like the I like the little multicam they had because like, we had the um, team sheet being held up in front of the camera at Weymouth. That was fantastic. Oh, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then we had you know the all singing, all dancing four K affair from Sally all last night. Just there was one extreme to the other. Well, on on, on to Saturday then, where we, we'll, we've got multi bit rate streaming. We oh, are. <laughs> yeah, bottom left just, hand corner. Uh, settings. It's not on the bottom left hand corner on mine. So, oh, you're you're unique, Nick, aren't you? So, I've I've, I've been called that before. Yeah, <laughs> it has been <laughs> said. Yeah. Other things. Yeah, <laughs> you've been called worse, mate. <laughs> yeah, no. Saturday is Saturday is important. We need to we need to bounce off this win. Um, I'd play the same team. Um, as much as the squads, we've got a massive squad now. You know, we've got new signings coming in. Left, right, and centre. Um, we need to stick to this team. Um, the same style of football that we're playing as well. Um, we should win, but you know this is county in a in a, on a, on a. It's been such a weird atmosphere at the club at the moment in the last few weeks. Obviously, fans are all you know disgruntled about the results. You know the results not going our way. You know the goal drought we had, and obviously the lack of communication. You know in terms of the club are releasing and stuff. So the win on the win on Tuesday is really improved everyone's moods and obviously we just need to continue that I'm really worried now that it'll get it'll get to Dagenham at home on Saturday and if we line up 4-4-2 again I will self-harm oh I don't like 4-4-2 at all but I'm the one who <laughs> uh, who, who, who doesn't like five at the back as well so um four t- did we actually what, what formation did we play yesterday then because I, f- I know we it said we played at 4-4-2 but I thought it was more of a 4-2-3-1 last night yeah uh, yeah yeah I think so yeah, having that having that number ten, that creative, you know, the cam on football manager for you guys over there, um, it certainly helps. Don't, don't say that like you don't play football manager, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's the cam for you two sad bastards over there. 
<laughs> you two well, virgins I, over there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, having a player in um, in that role definitely locks the potential of our team because we've got the pace. You know, we've we're we're a quick team, so it certainly helps. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm look, looking forward to these two these two home games because I think six points has got has got to be what we're aiming for, and I think it's very very achievable as well. I mean, Dagenham are 16th at the moment, but they're only five or six points off the playoffs. Even so, um, they're unbeaten in three, uh, and were only won two of eight before that. So kind of a bit of a mixed bag for them, but. You know we should be beating them. Barnet are probably dead and buried, aren't they? So, um, so yeah, I think we we should be fairly good for three points there as well. What's happening at Barnet? Because wasn't this hit at the beginning of the season? They had financial troubles, or they couldn't play pay their players, or they done uh, didn't they do a Chesterfield where they've um, put a couple of players on furlough? I think Tim Flowers has left today as well. They got. A, they had to make a lot of staff redundant, didn't they? At the start of start of lockdown, of the first lockdown, anyway. Um, well, yeah, it doesn't seem to have been um, much of a, a, a happy place there, does it? Over the last sort of six nine months. That's us getting beat two 0 isn't it? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, six points from these next two games. Um, if results elsewhere go our way. It, do you reckon we're back in and back in with a shout at the title, or is, is playoffs the best we can hope for still? I I have no idea because I haven't looked at the table in the last two months. I feel like my mood's completely better when <laughs> I at the table. I know I think we're about there, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely. If we get if we get six points, you know, get some consistency going. I think it's sorry, uh, sorry, Sutton's to lose now, isn't it? I think the yeah, games now they've so, got. Yeah. The game's in hand and they're a couple of points clear as well. I think we're seven behind and they've got at least two games in hand on us. So it's going to be asking a lot for us, even if we're... Um, when we've still got them to play, you know, you never know. Um, but I think if we're aiming aiming for the title, but I think realistically second or third just to get into that playoff semi-final um, would, be, would be decent, I think. I'd take that. Take, um, did it, do you play at home if you finish second or third? Can't yeah, remember. You get, you're at home in the semi-final, second right. or third, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'd take that. Yeah, potentially fans back in then as well, and aim for the title. But I think we'd um, we'd, we'd settle for you know one of those um, second or third sort of semi-final places. So, so we're all looking forward to Dagenham and Barnet. I'm looking forward to Dagenham and Barnet just to hear John Kieran commentating again rather than the endless parade of sitcom characters that we seem to get <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the away ones. Uh, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Weymouth guy was all right, actually. I thought, yeah, I thought they, they was all right. And the one last night actually was all right. Oh, I, I've not... I've not been uh, listening to the commentary on the last couple of away streams because uh, Geordie Hatter off the yellow boards has been doing a little. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I haven't, I haven't partaken yet. But yeah, it's very good. Yeah, very good. So does he do that along with the stream? So he gets, he gets the stream in front of him, obviously. Yeah, and then yeah. He, he yeah. I've, so... I've noticed a lot. Of, I think, it's, I think it's off the back of a, a lot of other sides in this league are doing that. Uh, so, so they've got an away, away commentary. I, I don't think it. I know, I know. People want commentary from their own club, but a lot of them are so good now doing the. They've properly done the research. 
Mm. So it's, it's not really much of a difference anymore. I don't think it's decent. Just to quickly mention, though, do you, um, do you think the streams are going to continue next year? Obviously, if the fans are starting to come back. I think they've been great. I mean, I've I've pretty much watched every single game this season. Something I haven't done ever, really, you know, even when we could go into, um, into the grounds. So I don't mind it. Um, I would like the radio commentary back, though, you know, for people who, yeah. for the old generation, who might not fully understand it all and stuff. So, yeah, I think I, I think they should keep it. It's, it's good. It's good revenue to come to the club as well. And obviously, we might not need, obviously, every, every club needs a re- like some form of revenue, but obviously with the budget we have, it won't affect us as much. But, you know, for lower league, lower league teams, you know, teams like Weymouth, for example, they, they need all the money they can get. And it's the same with Barnet as well. So, yeah, it's certainly been nice to have the radio commentary back because on a, on a Saturday afternoon, a lot of the time, I'm, I'm, I go out and buy all my power tools and my weightlifting stuff on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> So of course, it's, it's, you know. It's nice to have the uh, have the radio commentary to fall back on. Yeah, yeah, I think they have to stream it while there is less than seventy percent in the mm. capacity. I think seventy or eighty percent. So I think they have to. Um, whether we will have full capacity at some point in the near future, let's hope so. Um, and they carry on is debatable. Um, it's certainly worth looking into. I mean, I, I don't know the figures, and obviously County will know you know the figures. Um, how many season ticket holders are watching? How many away fans are watching? And whether that's that's kind of worth it once they're getting in gate receipts again. But yeah, certainly something they should look into. Yeah, even if they can just do it for exiles, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that won't put people off going to the ground. But then you've got the the pitfall of VPNs and stuff. Yeah, I'm just pretending I know exactly what I'm talking about there. Do you, yeah. do you just call Akito an exile? He uses a VPN to watch it, uh, the county games, to be fair. So, especially like for people like Akito, actually. You well, know, why, why, why does he need a VPN? He doesn't need a VPN for it, though, does he? Surely? Yeah, he can't, uh, he can't access it. Um, he can't access the content outside the EU, I believe. Oh, all, I know is, all, I knew, all I know is he, he uses a VPN anyway. He, he tweeted about it. Well, he tweeted it in Japanese, and he, tra- he used a translator. It was, uh... <laughs> I was go- I was going to say, when did you learn Japanese? I bet, oh, I bet... I Rus- That's why Russ isn't here this week. He's going to know. He's going to come back next week knowing Japanese <laughs> with, 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 his, with his bloody ja- Japanese and his Welsh. <laughs> the best combination, that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sounds like sounds like a rugby game, that. Oh God. <laughs> We don't mention that here. <laughs> so we've had some signings since we were last on air, haven't we? We've had a lot of signings, actually. Loads. Honestly, yeah. I, since we did we did a graphic last week or two weeks ago uh, with all the squad depth and stuff like that. I, 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 I'm just thinking, looking at the graphic now and all the signings we've had since then, and I can't remember like anyone we signed. We've had so many of them, and especially you know the loan signings on the 23s. And obviously the transfer window isn't open. I understand we can't, you know, get big players from other, from different leagues above, actually buy players. I understand that Russ comes from obviously under 23s and obviously he's used to managing these type of players. But what, what I really want to know is what what is everyone's opinions on the signings so far, like the loan signings? Because in my opinion, apart from, um, is it Stretton? Um, 
pretty pretty null in, in, in the void, in my opinion. Well, for me, the one the ones I was most interested by was actually Card- Cardwell and Newby from Shirley. Just just off the back of seeing a lot of them in the FA Cup this season and being impressed with both of them, I thought, and that quite low risk as signings go. Yeah, well. that, if it doesn't that, work out, then back at Chorley. If it does work out, and um, I'm sure it'd be fairly easy to sign them. Yeah, they're more complete players though than than twenty threes. So you know, like Britain beginning of the season, he was pretty much useless. Mm. Um, Dalby wasn't exactly the greatest. I'm not sure if he's gone back or if he's still with the club and just didn't make the squad yesterday. So I'm interested to see how um, how Shaw and uh, straight and get on. Yeah, considering we've had a lot of problems recently um, with. Goal scoring um, with our general uh, attacking play. I am not sure that young loan signings from Championship under twenty three squads are the way to go. Mm. Um, we need a little bit of experience now. Newby and Cardwell, yeah, um, exactly what we what we needed. Like you said, there Nick, you know, they've had a, a lot of exposure with Charlie this season and their their cup run, and they've been been impressed with them both. Um, that's the kind. Of, those are the kind of players that we need. If we're looking for loan players, then then fine. Why aren't we looking in the National League North again or the National League South? Why Why are we going after um, you know youth players? But fair enough. Stratton scored last night. Um, it looked looked quite decent when he came on. You know, so fair 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 dues to him. And I don't you know want to see anybody fail. But um, I'm still a little bit wary as to. Um, or, or signing youth players as an answer to our squad mm. problems. Yeah. Particularly since since we've been in non-league, uh, I think you can count on maybe one hand the amount of loanees of that age that have actually gone on to do well for us. And it's, it may, mainly the Everton ones for the most part, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it just reminds me of um, Neil Young, though. We're signing so many players. Our bloody squad size is massive. Like... Like my biggest concern is obviously the budget, and obviously we've got the money from um, from the takeover. And I'm, you know, I understand that we're fucking loaded, basically, aren't we, compared to this level? And um, obviously, the investment in the playing budget and the ground and the training of um, the training ground. You know, we should all be thankful for that, and especially during the COVID times as well. But I'm interested to see how the books at the end of the year, are, yeah. yeah, and what we're spending on the players. I know obviously all the loan signings won't affect you know the budget as much as buying players or having the players with full-time wages. But, um, yeah, I, I I just want that consistency from County. Um, I don't want us to overspend. I don't want us to, to look back and say we, we chucked us a load of fucking money at it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the current setup, which I, I think is what's happening with the limited income that we've got from sponsorship and the like, um, the current our current income is being paid for by Mark Stark. And yeah. that's obviously unsustainable. Uh, so, <coughs> excuse me. As soon as fans are back in, I mean, the, the club will be more than happy to welcome us back because um, we, we we need some guaranteed income um, rather than relying on uh, relying on Mark Start. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, well, just going back to signings for a minute. You mentioned Harry Cardwell. I'm uh, going to open this up for the listeners as well. I think he's one of the most handsome bastards to have worn a county shirt in many a year. Ooh, that's a good question, that. Is anyone else handsomer? Is that a phrase? Is that a word? Handsomer? Um, uh, I have... It is now. Can't. Uh, Mark my, my, my mind is a, is a wash with with uh, the youthful, handsome faces of county players past. 
I might be biased here, but Matty Warburton and uh, Mark Ross, and that's the end of that discussion. <laughs> that's, that's a good shout out, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't bother writing in. Yeah, I thought we'd be able to stretch that out for a good five minutes or so, but no, Pete just straight in there with the answer. Done. <laughs> right. Um, a, a, a point I wanted to make: it's it's good to see Rusk grow, grow, actually growing into the job now. I think um, both in terms of his manner and the way he speaks in his interviews, but also tactically. I think he's. He's recognised that four four two just wasn't working for us, and changed that. And look at the result. Yeah, four four two was a peak, Mike Bassett, wasn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, completely agree, agree with you there, Nick. Um, obviously, the interviews at the beginning of his of his, of his state at the club. Um, I think I think to be fair, a lot of people were still raw about that sacking, you know, you know, and um, they didn't really want to give him a chance, but. He's he's improved um, every single every single game, even in the defeats, um, playing better football. And I, I believe that his interviews do show do sh- are proven as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's 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 annoyed me recently. The whole well, oh, you, you don't think Gannon should have been sacked? Well, why don't you get behind the new man? It's like, well, I am doing. Yeah, you know, I've, I mean, I've got I've got behind some proper torrid shite. In my time supporting County, so I can get, I can definitely get behind Simon Ross, no problem. Yeah, we, we we've all got opinions. Um, you know, we, we don't represent the club. Um, I I'm I'm still a bit raw about getting, you know, being sat. You know, all the history we have of him, but at the same time, you know, it is in the past as much as it's horrible to say. Um, we all need to get to get under um on the Rusk. Um, yeah. And I, I guarantee we will get at least one tweet or Facebook post replying to us saying, oh, you've changed your tune. We probably will, to be fair. But, and, we, um, and we can say, no, we haven't. We, we've always talked bollocks. It's not, it's not <laughs> a new thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Roscoe's he's getting there with um, with the side, the performances. Um, I don't... I think they've got better sort of week on week, especially recently. I think they kind of have been at, at the sort of same level, but as you say, not a million miles away from where we want to be. So it was just kind of getting over that hump of getting a getting a few goals, which hopefully last night was a little bit of a turning point. So we we shall see. But he was you know straight in at the deep end, wasn't he? Uh, amidst Gannon being sacked, and yeah, yeah. So not, certainly not an easy situation to walk into, um, but I. I think he's dealt with it fairly professionally. Um, always seems to, to kind of come across um, as, as quite knowledgeable, quite professional. So yeah, yeah, he's certainly, certainly, certainly getting better anyway. What Just do you reckon he, dr- he drinks in the pub? <laughs> I reckon. I think he's um, a bitter type of guy. I, I think when you walk in the pub, he's straight in to put a quid down on the pool table. Uh, yeah. Straight to the fruit machine, <laughs> and and you'll have a, a strong a strong European lager, I think, with with oh. a spl- with a splash of lime cordial in there. That's what oh, I think. Oh, I missed the pub now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a, a star of Praman or uh, an Amstel. Uh, maybe a Cronenberg, a, a nice pint of numbers. Oh yeah, but just quickly, um, just quickly. Obviously, he's got his staff behind him, and obviously, there's a there's a. A rumor that Ashley Williams joining, you know, when he first came in, 
Well, has that been confirmed now? Well, no, we, we, sh- we should point out, yeah, Ashley Williams has done an interview on Welsh TV where they've, I think they've, they've asked him if he's going to come out of retirement to play with Leon Britton at Ammonford, to which Ashley Williams gestures around at an empty Edgeley Park and says, oh, I've got, I've got plenty of stuff to do here. And there's an, there's an article attached to the, to the video that, where he says he's working as a sort of consultant. Okay. Which sounds disconcertingly vague. Did he, did he, did he mention he's, he's trying to get his badges as well? Yeah, he's getting his, getting his coaching badges as well, yeah. yeah. He can still probably do a job for us. Do you reckon? Yeah. He probably could, yeah. He's, he's, been, he's been out of the game for a bit now, though, hasn't he? It'll take him, what, he'll take him some next season to get up to scratch, I reckon. Fitness-wise. I mean, if, we, if it comes to it in terms of um, like an injury crisis, you know, at the back, you know, go peak Liverpool. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I think still I'd love to see John Rooney pissing round at centre back. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay good money to see that. Honestly, so what's, I, what's going on here, lads? Someone who could do a job there, probably Ryan Crowsdale. That man has covered every single inch of grass. Oh, every single game he has played, he is be- easily becoming one of my favourite players up there. As Sam Minahan, legend, by the way. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. I think I think we should rename this the the Ryan Crowsdale Appreciation Podcast because he he's been one of the unsung heroes this season for me. He's been in and out of the team at times. It took him a while to get into the side at first. Yeah, but, but he, I, I can't remember him having a bad game. He's just he just looks quality. It's similar yeah. to Keane because he hasn't he hasn't scored yet, Brian. But um, he just does all the dirty work and he kind of goes unnoticed a bit. But he he's he's football league standards and someone we should be definitely. I know, I think he's on a three year contract. I would side him up even even longer than that now. Same with Minahan as well, because I think his contract's up in the summer. So I'd I'd get him signed up as well. Was he uh, playing in a bit more of an uh, attacking, well, further forward, I should say, uh, last night with with, with Maynard uh, playing as well? And um, as I said on the pod the other week, I said, you know, if you play Crowsdale a little bit further forward, um, he wouldn't look out of place. And yeah. That came true last night. Um, certainly, look, look really good, look really good in that uh, sort of a more advanced role. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see the squad when everyone's back fully fit because you know mm. we've got Jennings to come back, we've got Kitchen to come back, Thomas Williams. I completely forgot about Williams like, like the last couple of weeks. Um, so and obviously we only allowed five. Is it five subs allowed? And obviously exactly. one of them to the to Barnes. So. There's going to be competition for places, isn't there? So yeah, well, you've you've just mentioned those players that are out injured, which moves us on nicely to the the next thing I wanted to cover. Uh, it's the communication coming out of the club, and obviously, obviously, a video has been released just before, typically just before we start recording the podcast. I swear to God, we, we we could put a tweet out on the podcast account saying we're setting up a Phoenix club. And fifteen minutes later, <laughs> fifteen minutes later, County had tweets saying they've already set one up for us. I, I just I, unbelievable every pissing time. But yeah, yeah. yeah so, so the video's been released, which we'll get onto very shortly. Um, but that's, that's been one of the main issues for me is the lack of updates on injuries uh, when players are because Kitchen was meant to be back in training a few weeks ago, and as far as we've heard, he's still out injured. It's a bit of a bit of a weird one. We don't don't know. When players are due back or anything, I think the the communication issue started with Gannon's departure. Really, yeah, I think it's going, yeah. going on well before that. We haven't, we don't get any updates on injuries or anything like that. And it's, unless anyone signs or leaves, that's it. Um, you find out about 
injuries at two o'clock when the team's tweeted, and then um, Sam Byrne, to his to his credit, gives us a lot more information than the club do. It's been going on well before Gannon left, since the County Live podcast stopped. Yeah. Um, sort of obviously with the seasons being suspended last year. I mean, we used to get a little bit of an update on a Thursday, didn't we, when he used to do his Jim Gannon interview on that. And we used to get a little bit of an update with, with injuries. Since Now we don't get that. You don't hear anything. Uh, it's it's one of the things that winds me up the most about the club. Um, is we just don't, And you can say about, yeah, we, we don't want to give that information away to the opposition. Well, fuck that. They've probably already done their own work anyway, if they're, if they're, if they're half decent. And they will probably already know these things. Um, it's not giving a massive amount away, is it? Mm. Um, a, you know, player A is isn't injured now. And might and might play on Saturday. Well, you know, probably doesn't take a genius to take to work out how we would play anyway. Even if that player wasn't playing, but yeah, it's just it's so annoying. There's lack of communication. Um, and as I was gonna, it was one of the things I was gonna mention tonight actually. And I was um, talking to some other people about it yesterday as well. Um, and uh, and as I do that, county release a, a comms <laughs> video. So yeah. Yeah. thanks for that. Apparently they're going to be monthly though. Um, those from uh, from Wilson. That's um, fine. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'd, because I want the moon on a stick. Because I'm very difficult to please. <laughs> I, I'd like something um, sort of injury and squad related during the week. If you want to do me a 35 minute monthly video. Simon Wilson talking to John Kieran. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Does Rich still do his um his midweek interviews? I'm just looking back now. He does one in between the midweek game and the Saturday game. Yeah, it's, it's normally on the Thursday or Friday, I think. But yeah, there, there have been ones the last few weeks, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that I look forward to um, the most because obviously that's where you're going to get most of the information from. So if County, if you are listening, let's keep keep those going. Just keep the Wilson ones going. Yeah, I've not listened to it all. I've not listened to it all yet. I got about 10 minutes in, obviously, because we were due to start this. But, um, it, yeah, seemed quite positive. Um, certainly some, some good things being spoken about there. Um, I know that um, from what I did see, um, it seems that Wilson's frustrated, as we all are, with uh, the results and what's been happening and our just being a little bit short of where we need to be. So, yeah, yeah, certainly seems to acknowledge um, our frustration at how things have been going. So, yeah, I'll listen to the rest of it later on. I, I've, I've, I, I was, for one, thrilled to see a Simon Wilson interview that didn't feature Ryan McKnight's fucking mug anywhere. I've not watched that, but I've just not watched the other one. Is it in black and white? No, no, there's just some arty establishing shots. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. I was saying, do you think he's he's been the club have been kind of forced to to, to do that? Because obviously, there's been quite a bit of conversation about his role at the club. So it, it's certainly proof that the club do read message boards and listen to podcasts. Yeah, and stuff. but anyone who thinks they don't is a clown. And anyone <laughs> anyone who thinks, oh, I can go and say what I want, and no one's going to read it, is back yeah. right up the wrong tree. What's Someone, they- sorry. Go on, Pete. I was about to say, wasn't there one with um, was it Neil Young a few years ago? Did it like say was it wasn't it was it the was it the podcast? I wasn't sure if it was the podcast or not. But didn't someone say something and then like um, Young came up to um, 
what went up to the board and said, "Look at this dickhead." He says he's he's called me a, a fucking idiot on the on the. Oh side. no, that was when Russ did a poll on Twitter from the podcast Twitter asking whether people were a bit. It wasn't even should Young go. It was just, "Oh, do you believe Young's the the man for the job?" And uh, yeah, but apparently Young took it into a board meeting. I heard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> said, what, what, what are you going to do about this? Like, well, try, try winning some fucking football matches, Neil. <laughs> and again, just to say, we—if you—if you have, we, we, we've discussed it in the past. We, we're not—we have nothing to do with the club. You know, we're—we're we're not paid by the club. You know, we're not forced to say nice things. These are all of our opinions. If you don't like him, you know, so what? I don't care. <laughs> you, you, do, you do a little bit, though, don't you? I—I yeah. I, I, I care a little bit. <laughs> well, someone, someone made a good point on on Yellowboard the other day about the um, about the club reading you know message boards, social media, and things like that. That if there is something out there where people are talking about you doing your job on a daily basis, then you're going to have a bloody good read, aren't you? Yeah. Just yeah, for, even for curiosity's sake, even if there was you know there's nothing to be gained from it, but yeah, you'd you'd, you'd have a read, wouldn't you? That's exactly why TripAdvisor exists. Yeah. Absolutely. How was your yeah, stay yeah. at Emily Park? You're fucking shy. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that from Dolby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that, 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 that was Lewis Britton's dad. You've got it. Zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably as good a place to leave it as anywhere, I think. Yeah, I have nothing else to say, really. Um, so hopefully we have a bit more consistency now coming the next couple of games to get some results and everything. everyone's going to be happy. Yeah, I think that's the main word now, isn't it? It's um, sort of kicking on, using this as a, as a little bit of a turning point, getting six points. We've got Sutton coming up as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Still in our hands. It's going to be difficult um, given the amount of games in hand that people have got on us, but you know, we can but try. So we will be back next Wednesday to discuss the nil-nil draws with Dagenham and Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also, I think, we've just got to confirm, but I'm pretty sure we're speaking to Andy Priest next week as well. Um, so that we'll probably be recording that the same same night that we that we review those games. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, for more, go to scarfbagarawar.co.uk and the various social media capers. Uh, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me, fellas. No problem. No problem, Nick. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. 
perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 